0: Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, got and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk, KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for, I believe, is going to be our second top 10 countdown of 2023 plus 5 to look forward to in 2024. Um, This is going to be the top 10 games of 2023. Um, I'm hoping this is going to, not hoping, I think this is going to come out on December 22nd i got two more of these that are going to drop, I believe, on New Year's Day, and then one on Boxing Day, the 26th. Um, Just scheduling some stuff out to make it a little bit easier on me, um, because for whatever reason, I really want to (laughs) keep this streak of shows going. So I'm pre-recording some stuff. Um, Hopefully nothing too crazy happens. If there's any breaking news, we will scrap these episodes if needed to... uh, to talk about said breaking news. Hopefully if there is anything too crazy it will be positive. Um, I hope you guys all are having a great holiday season. I hope you're getting ready for the big day Christmas. And hopefully you're listening to this after a dominant win over Wichita State in Kansas City. With some rumored new uniforms. I don't know if those have been um, released to the public yet or not. I'm sure they're going to be... Uh, very good to great, um, somewhere in that range. Uh, So I'm looking forward to it. So I hope you guys are having a great time. Hope you're having, like I said, I think this is going to come out on a Friday if I schedule it all out and no crazy breaking news happens. So I hope you're having the uh, best possible final Friday before Christmas, uh, my favorite time of the year. Um, Like I said, we'll have five... Games that I'm looking forward to for 2024. At the end of this, we'll have some honorable mentions here later. I tried to again as you guys go back and listen to the top 10 athletes, top 10 Wildcats of 2023. I try my best to not just be football and basketball, men's basketball, because again, uh, as you'll see, you know that there was a couple big volleyball victories. Women's basketball had some big wins as well. So I'm trying to make sure that uh, I I, I hit all the different teams. Um, I want you guys to give me your top list if you can. Um, Go back and give me your top players of 2023. Give me your top games of 2023. I believe on Boxing Day, the 2026th, we're going to have the top 10 what-ifs of 2023. And then on New Year's Day, the top 23, or top 10 stories or storylines of 2023, plus the five biggest storylines as we get into 2024. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed this top 10 countdown series um, this year. Something new we did this year. If you don't like it, um, let me know, I guess. Uh, it might hurt my feelings, so beware, uh, but no, for real, uh, let me know, as always, I'm trying to do content, I'm trying to do shows that you guys like, um, so if you don't like the top 10 stuff, um, let me know, if you do like it, also let me know, uh, let me know of any ideas you'd like to hear me count down for next year, um, at this time frame, or hell, I mean... There's going to be plenty of off-season content needed as well. So if there's any listicles you guys want me to do, please let me know. Before we get into it, uh, we got two top sponsors of the year. Uh, We're going to start with Charlie Hustle. Uh, It's a tie for one. Uh, Charlie Hustle and Manhattan Brewing Company. We'll talk about Manhattan Brewing Company here after a bit. But before we get into the countdown, how about Charlie Hustle? Look, I could probably do top ten designs from Charlie Hustle if I wanted Um, you know, the knit sweaters, the crew neck sweatshirts, the varsity jackets, the t-shirts, the joggers. Folks, they have... Everything you could ever want over at Charlie Hustle. Again, uh, you're not going to get anything uh, mailed to you by Christmas. But if you're in the Kansas City area, if you're listening to this on Friday the 22nd, get down to the Country Club Plaza. Check out their store. Get a couple last second gifts. And also, look, I'm telling you guys this. I've been saying it for a while. Get yourself a gift after the Christmas season. Treat yourself to a little bit of new K-State merch right before the new year, look styling, look profiling, head over to charliehustle.com and get yourself a little post-Christmas present or pre-Christmas present, whatever. Get yourself some K-State gear. All right, we're going to get into the top 10 games of 2023. Have a handful of honorable mentions that I'll touch on uh, before we get to the top three. And then we have the five games I'm most looking forward to um, in uh, 2024. Um, so buckle up. Let's see what it is. And, and again, please participate with me. Let me know your top ten from this year. Let me know your top five that you're looking forward to for 2024 as well. Um, so number ten, and again, this this is cheating a little bit, but, it, but it's K-State Baseball winning the home series with Texas Tech Uh, who was ranked 14th at the time. Uh, So it's two out of three, so so I am stretching a little bit. I'm I'm breaking the rules a little bit, just starting off here at number 10. Um, But getting that ranked win over Texas Tech, and that was at a time where K-State baseball was surging. It was looking like they were going to get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, Spoiler alert, um, (laughs) you know, the what-ifs and the storylines, we're going to touch on how close K-State was to making it back to postseason play this past year. And again, this is the second time where, uh in in recent memory where they're right on the edge of the bubble and found themselves on the way out but again that that home series and again uh Toynton Baseball uh stadium really does get a good atmosphere i went to a ton of the games when i was back in college and again that was a great atmosphere watch the games on espn plus getting two over a top 15 in texas tech getting a home win series uh, especially when uh, if memory serves me right i think he had two sellouts over those three games uh, as well. So getting a home series win over a top 15 uh, team, that that has to be uh, in there. Um, number nine. So, uh, you know, I, I could have gone a, a few different directions with this. And, and there wasn't a ton of great K-State football victories in the year 2023. Um, there's only two of them in here. Again, a year dominated by K-State men's basketball um, when, when you're talking about big-time quality wins. Uh, but number nine is K-State beating Texas Tech on the road and the emergence of Avery Johnson. Um, Avery Johnson tying conference records, tying K-State records with five rushing touchdowns in the game. Um, the, that part of the year, the season's looking like it could get very dicey. Um, Will Howard is a little anemic in that game, not having a great game. In comes Avery Johnson, who just takes over, um, and really showed, uh, you know, what K-State fans could, well, I mean, what we're going to be hoping for in the, uh, Pop-Tarts Bowl, what we're going to be looking forward to next season, and just showing the insanely dynamic athletic ability that he has. Um, He also was showing off, hey, he can throw the ball as well. It it truly was uh, an amazing game from Avery. And, and, uh, look, it it was a game where I was spazzing out early. Um, It was a game where, heck, heck, Texas Tech at that point in the season, they they had their back up against the wall. So it really showed grit, determination, and really uh, a big game from K-State on defense. Uh, And then also, again, Avery Johnson putting the entire conference on notice. So the number 9 game of the season was K-State beating Texas Tech on the road in the emergence of Avery Johnson. The number 8 game is really the one for me that took me by surprise with K-State men's basketball. And I was like, okay, this team is for real. Let's saddle up and let's go for it. And that was putting 116 points up. Uh, at Texas, them opening up their new stadium, their first conference game in a brand new basketball arena, K-State beating the number six ranked Texas Tech Longhorns and putting up 116 points. I remember watching that game. I remember just being in awe of of the offensive performance. Now, gave up plenty of points on defense as well. But when you're scoring 116 points, um, nothing else matters. It, It was such a fun game. Uh, Going down there in Texas Again, it was early on in the season That really, I think, was the jumping off point for this team And saying, okay, this basketball team isn't just good This basketball team can be great Um, So I I think back to that game I remember watching it in my basement with Chauncey Just going nuts and, And just being flabbergasted by the offensive performance You know, Keontae Johnson, Marquise Noel Um, Really kind of announcing their uh, presence to the nation, to the Big 12 um, And the launching point really for those two becoming K-State dual All-Americans So number 8, K-State going on the road and beating number 6 Texas while scoring 116 points Number 7, K-State beating Kentucky in the round of 32 So uh, K-State has had in recent times a knack of playing Kentucky um, in locations where it becomes a de facto road game. Um, You know, you have, uh, you know, the the game in Atlanta, then this one was in North Carolina, so many Kentucky fans, and you beat them once again. Oscar Shibwe, you know, he had a big game, but K-State was able to get it done, and everything that happened after that game. You know, you think back to that game, you get the win, Calipari kind of, you know, being a bit of an asshole in in, in the post-game press conference, calling Marquise Noel, oh, that little guy. Um, You have Jerome Tang kind of, you know, snapping back, popping back, clapping back, whatever, you know, vernacular you want to use to Kentucky media saying, hey, you know, uh, how's it feel to beat a historic program like that? And he said, hey, K-State has, you know, all-time greats as well. And it's not about who who played at at your school in the past. It's who's out there and and we got dudes. And that was really where K-State, I'm not going to say came on the map. Because again, K-State was a popular pick in that NCAA tournament. They already had a lot of national notoriety uh, due to Jerome Tang, due to Keontae Johnson, due to Marquise Noel. So that didn't put K State on the map, but it was maybe what took it from "Hey, this is a a, a big story" to being the story of the NCAA tournament. You know, after that game, uh, you you have Marquise Noel, you know, getting on uh, ESPN. You have Jerome Tang everywhere. You have the the little clap to little baby going even more viral, Um, and and everything just exploded and. also, I mean, hell, it was the first time K-State got back to the second weekend since Bruce Weber's uh, run to the Elite Eight. You know, only the second time uh, since two thousand the, the 2010 tournament. So, only the second time in 13 tournaments uh, making it to the second weekend. So, beating Kentucky in the fashion that we did uh, really was a massive win and, and a well-deserved spot coming in at number 7 on the top 10 wins of 2023. All right, the uh th- this is the next one where I'm cheating a little bit. Um because I have case K- coming in at number 6, K-State volleyball sweeping BYU back-to-back nights. Again, BYU a top 10 team uh in the nation when it happens. Uh Morgan Family Arena just became an absolute you know, wasp's nest, uh, for opposing teams and being able to do it on back to back nights, getting both of those sweeps, um, what honestly was insane because at that point I think that, uh, BYU had only lost to Texas in conference play and doing it on back to back nights is, is what truly makes this so impressive. Um, when when you watch that first game, and I remember, you know, talking in the group chat. I think I even posted on a case down line. I said, "Look, you know, it, it was good to get that sweep uh, on night one, uh, but something tells me BYU is going to come back with a vengeance. They're going to come back and, and and get that second game, but to follow that up with a second sweep, and again." K State volleyball went on a streak where they weren't even giving up sets. We're not even talking about just winning matches; they were just straight set sweeping some of the best teams in the country. Which I, I mean, I, I think makes it even a, a little bit more, um, you know, ill palatable. Uh, makes Makes it even more mad uh, that they don't get into the NCAA tournament, but. Um, that sweep versus BYU probably, and again, maybe the first iteration. If I would have done this a couple weeks ago, maybe is a spot higher. But um, then them getting it done um, at home, back to back nights versus BYU, not even giving up a set. That was just electric. And, and honestly, again, it's two games ver- or two matches versus one. But but the number five game was K State volleyball sweeping Texas. Again, at the time, Texas was the defending national champion. Uh, I think they maybe were almost at the point of clinching the Big 12. And Oh, oh by the way, they go on to win the national title again this year. Um, straight sets, electric environment, Um, I'm so mad I wasn't able to get into Morgan Family Arena for a match this year, but I, I watched so many of the games on TV and the students right on top of you going nuts. You have Aaliyah Carter doing her thing. Again, Jason Mansfield, um... Came up short, you know, and again, there there were a handful of uh, matches that, you know, you get the win in conference player. Even some of those early matches in the non-conference, you you drop some of those. Uh, Could have been the difference between them making it to the NCAA tournament. But at home, as we saw, sweeping Texas, sweeping BYU back-to-back nights, uh, coming in at 6-5 and of the best uh, games of 2023, um, this volleyball team, I, I think, I mean, look, I, I think you can make an argument. They have the, you know, if you want to talk about rankings or upset wins, they have some of the biggest ones in the entire uh, uh, calendar year of 2023 amongst all the sports. I mean, it's them and men's basketball. So, absolutely uh, electric, absolutely massive, Um, and... You know, I I I'm pumped about it. I I probably should have had the the game versus Texas a little bit higher, um, but once I hit record, I'm not messing with uh, the rankings. Um, but again, uh, this volleyball team has all the pieces. I believe they have the right coach. I, I think they're going to win the Big Twelve uh, sooner rather than later. So shout out to K-State volleyball back to back spots in my top ten. I'm um, now also, again, um, I could do top 10 beers of Manhattan Brewing Company 2023. Again, I, I, I've i been obsessed with the Tis the Saison, the Tart Cherry Saison in the brewery. Um, go to the 1012 Network YouTube page. We did a Pop-Tarts and beer tasting. Um, get into the brewery before every uh, K-State basketball game in Bramlage, men's and women's. Check them out. Get a couple pints, get a couple four packs, get a couple crawlers to go. And of course, they just launched Wabash Ale, a partnership with Wildcat NIL, a portion of every single beer sold going to K-State NIL effort. So please check them out. Talk to your local liquor store. Um, Again, they want to sell you beer. If you tell them, hey, I'd really like this, they're distributed through Central Standard uh, all throughout the state. So just talk to them. They want to sell you beer. So if you say, hey, I'm going to buy some four-packs if you bring them in, um, just talk to your local liquor store. Be nice, but be firm. Manhattan Brewing Company, literally the best. All right, getting to number four, it was K-State football beating KU on the road. Now, I mean, I, I think the line closed at close to a touchdown, I think we all anticipated this being a much easier win than it was, uh, but it wasn't. That first half was ugly. That first drive of the second half, disgusting. Um, I did not want to be in Memorial Stadium. It was it, it was looking dire. It truly was looking dire. Um, but then K-State's defense stepped up. Will Howard stepped up. The offense stepped up. And they were able to come from behind multiple possessions, come back and get the win. Um <sighs> Again, I you know they, they want to talk about the gap closing and all this type of stuff, but the gap is still there. You get that done in Lawrence, Kansas, you stretch out the longest winning streak in the history of this rivalry that's going back over a century. It's uh, to 15 games. So now K-State owns a 15 game winning streak that is now active, and the 13th biggest or and a 13 game winning streak. Um, absolutely massive, huge moments in that game. You get the blocked extra point, Keenan Garber doing the wave the wheat uh, pr- uh, celebration in the end zone. Will Howard saying, "This is my effing house." Um, the celebration after the game that just triggered KU fans. Jace Brown sleeping on the Jai. It, it truly was a, a an all time moments type of. I'm Alex Rodriguez. the game uh, but in said moments I felt sick to my stomach I the the Philip Brooks reviewed catch at 100% was a catch um, but but I thought I was gonna throw up you know that entire game was not enjoyable until the final moments until the final you know whistle blows and then uh, K-State celebrating on the field, winning the Governor's Cup. Uh, Laura Kelly giving it to the guys in the locker room um, <laughs> until, until it hit zero. It was not a fun moment, but it was a big game. Again, um, KU eventually will beat K-State in football. I'm not naive enough to think that uh, college football will end before KU g- gets a win. Uh, but it wasn't this year, and I sure as hell hope it's not going to be next year. Um, but it's getting close. I mean, I mean, it it was a close game. It it truly was a game. And I think the years of, you know, 57 to 10 are probably done for the time being. Um, but that was an absolute massive one. Um, before we get to the top three, we got three more left. Here are my honorable mentions of the year. First off, hopefully the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Hopefully next year, um, or not next year, next week. Uh, less than seven days, I think six days from from uh, you guys listening to this schedule wise, um, the Pop Darts Bowl. Hopefully Avery Johnson has a big day. Hopefully some of the young skill players have a big day. Hopefully we get one more viral pancake block from Cooper Beebe. Um, oh man. <laughs> Uh, almost tearing up thinking about Cooper Beebe's Final game at K-State uh, But hopefully the Pop-Tarts Bowl is a, an Honorable mention um, a Next honorable mention We got two uh, from K-State Women's Basketball Last year beating number 12 Iowa State in Bramlage Again, k um, K-State volleyball in 2023 and K-State baseball in 2023 definitely got robbed of the NCAA tournament. K-State women's basketball on the bubble, probably not uh, robbed. They made a little mini run in the NIT, but taking down a top 12 Iowa State team at home. Again, getting ranked wins at home, a lot of fun. Uh, And then also taking now a top 15 North Carolina team in the Gulf Shores back in November of 2023. Again, the Iowa victories um, definitely, uh, which spoiler alert, that's still to come, uh, getting a lot of pub, but that game, that win over North Carolina was a big one. Um, volleyball, getting Baylor, it was the first ranked win of the season. K-State had a really long losing streak with Baylor. Um, So that was another massive one. Again, Jason Mansfield's team probably had more ranked wins than any team ever left out of the NCAA tournament in volleyball history. Don't fact check me on that. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, Destroying TCU in football was a ton of fun. Um, rematch of the Big 12 Championship game. TCU fans outside of, you know, there are some good TCU fans. I'm, I This is not a 100% thing, but there are a lot of shitty TCU fans. I hate a lot of TCU fans. Um, Sonny Dyke selling his soul to bring in Kendall Bryles as uh, the offensive coordinator and bringing in so many folks off of those just disgusting deplorable Baylor staffs uh being able to just absolutely put it on them embarrass them uh that was a fun one um K-State men's basketball overtime went over Villanova Uh, Villanova and Providence both you know looking salty those could be some big time non-con wins but I got to sit courtside I got to uh, see Tyler Perry hit that you know game-winning shot um they all came and celebrated in front of the students right behind me. So that was a very cool moment. And then the final final honorable mentions, K-State men's basketball sweeping Baylor. Again, easily could have made it on the list. Um, that's two top 20 wins, one on the road, one at home, um, over Scott Drew, Um I know Drum Tank hates playing against Scott Drew, but I love it. Hopefully, they can keep the undefeated streak going in 2024. Okay, now time for my top three wins of 2023, and then I'll have the five games I'm most looking forward to in 2024. Number three, K-State Mitten's basketball taking down KU in overtime at home. Um, one of the most iconic plays. Um, of the season the alley dunk for Keontae Johnson um, just on, on, on KU's head just on top of his head um, and holding on iconic defensive stop again two stops uh, you know in um, game-to-win situations over Bill Self uh, who, who is always so great at that I, I think that Jerome Tang's Ability to draw up, you know, the, these Allieuk plays to win games. Um, we saw it versus Oklahoma State early in the year. Um, we we maybe see it um, in maybe the number one game of the year, and then getting defensive stops while other coaches are stopping and drawing up plays. Um, I I think it just shows that he ha- has gone to another level. Uh, I think a level um, that. Can't be understated. Um, he, he's a great basketball coach. And um, then the whole after the game, it, it's not about them. It's about us, KSU, and him seemingly killing the uh, the FKU chants. Um, I should say it, killing off the fuck KU chant, because this is going to be a 2023 show. We're trying to not say the F word in 2024. Um, so everything surrounding that game – um, has to just kind of encapsulate how massive of a season that was. Um, you know, splitting with Bill Self, beating Calipari, going two and zero against Scott Drew. Um, again, spoiler alert: the number one game, um, beating Tom Izzo. Again, what Jerome Tang was able to do against Hall of Famers um, last season was just second to none. And I, anytime, and again, I, 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 I. I, I Hope we get to the point with Jerome Tang at the helm that um, it, it's it's kind of like, yeah, you know, um, it, it's, a, it's a massive disappointment. It's a shock that you don't beat KU at home, but it still is a, a rare enough thing that uh, when you get it done, it, it's going to be pretty high up on this list. Um, so that game, beating KU in overtime at home, like Keontae Johnson from Marquise Noel, reverse alley-oop dump, like, oh my. Gosh, just one of one of if not the loudest moments in, in Bramlage history. I like my body just was shaking from the pure noise when that happened, and then a great court storm. Um, ten out of ten all around, and again, many years that is your number one. Um, Number two is K-State women's basketball going into a sold-out arena in Iowa City, beating the defending uh, national runners-up, the defending player of the year in Caitlin Clark, holding her to a historically low-efficiency night, Um, 15,000 fans, horrible refereeing, and and then they win it. And again, it, it kind of came down to the end, but I mean, for the most part... You know, the final two, three minutes, you know, you're feeling pretty good about that game. So, Aoka Lee having a big game. Gabby Gregory getting a bucket when it counts most. Uh, Taryn Side saying, hey, I got you. Uh, You know, pointing, you know, at the logo and shooting, you know, a logo three. Um, Just a great game. And and again, really setting the table for what we're seeing is going to be hopefully a magical year, a magical 2024 for K-State women's basketball. Um, so K-State women's basketball beating Iowa on the road in front of a sold-out arena is number two. And number one, I, I mentioned it, that that overtime game versus Michigan State in the Sweet 16, that was the game of the year. Again, really wish I wouldn't have gone to overtime. Probably wasn't great for my uh, you know heart rate or anything like that. But again, you have the fake argument uh, alley-oop. You have the massive moments. Marquise Noel with that crazy banked-in three off of a bad ankle, um, doing it in Madison Square Garden when you had all those New York kids, Uh, Tang and Marquise Noel being on Good Morning America, the Today Show the next morning, uh, that truly is when everything just exploded. Before, during, and after that game, K-State men's basketball was America's team. It was the most talked-about team. It was insane. Um... That that truly was maybe a top five game in K-State men's basketball history. I wish I would have been there. Very glad I wasn't there for the next game. Um, but again, everything that surrounded that game, being in Madison Square Garden, the New York kids going head-to-head with Izzo. Again, everyone was picking Michigan State. K-State had the better seed, but they were the underdogs. They were wearing white, but Vegas had Michigan State as the favorite. Everything that went into that game was absolutely perfect storybook. Again, as long as Jerome Tang is here at K-State, I'm hoping we get, you know, these second weekend games. But until he wins a regional final, until he's cutting down nets uh, to send us to the Final Four, I don't think there will be a better game. Uh, in in the Jerome Tang era, um, than that one. Hell, there 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 truly may not be a bigger or better game than that one until um, K State does go to the Final Four again. Again, it, it's it's funny that, that there's so many parallels with you know the Xavier game. The Xavier game, I mean, it went to double overtime. There's a lot of threes, iconic moments. Um, this was only one overtime, but again, iconic moments uh, in the Elite Eight or in the Sweet Sixteen, getting that win in an overtime game. And again, I, I love Frank Martin, and he he was able to take South Carolina to a Final Four, uh, but he never got back to that point. I I know, I know, it's not. I think I know Jerome Tang will get us back to the Elite Eight. I know he's going to win the Elite Eight, break that just disgustingly long Elite Eight losing uh, streak. But I know Jerome Tang will get us back to the Final Four, and, and I believe Jerome Tang's going to win us a national title. Uh, but until he gets those moments, I don't think that game will ever be beat uh, until we're, we're, we we win an Elite Eight game and get to the Final Four. So uh, to recap, the top ten games of 2023, uh, k Eight baseball winning the home series versus tech, number 14 Texas Tech. Uh, K-State football going on the road and beating Texas Tech in the emergence of Avery Johnson. Number eight, K-State men's basketball goes on the road and beats number six Texas scoring 116 points in the first conference game in their new arena. Number seven, K-State beating Kentucky in the round of 32. Number six, Two two for one, K-State Volleyball sweeping BYU in back-to-back nights. Number five, K-State Volleyball sweeping the eventual national champions, Texas. Uh, Number four, K-State Football beating KU and come from behind fashion on the road. Number three, K-State Men's Basketball taking down KU in overtime in Bramlage Coliseum. Number two, K-State Women's Basketball going into a sold-out arena in Iowa City and beating the Defending Player of the Year and National Runners-Up. And number one, K-State Men's Basketball taking down Michigan State in overtime in the Sweet 16. We'll wrap up with the five games I'm most looking forward to in 2024. Um, I think I think it's a good one. Again, hopefully we're going to have uh, some postseason stuff, but I am just going with games that are on the schedule, games I know are going to be played. Um, number five, I think the Sunflower Showdown in Manhattan is going to be another big one. Uh, K fans are already puffing their chests out about that game. Bry Bry Stricker Bryson Strecker whatever his name is on Twitter was offering five to one odds on this game, basically saying he he'll, he'll put up five thousand dollars to one thousand dollars that KU wins that game. I think he has a gambling problem. Um, he he should probably probably go to Gamblers Anonymous or something. Um, but that game already has heat on it, and we're ten 10, 11 months away from it happening. Um, so that that that's number five on the list. Uh, I mean, honestly, no. It's not number five on the list. These are just five. I don't have them ranked. Honestly, that's probably number one. That's number one. Okay. Number two is going to be K State KU basketball on Big Monday again. The, uh, the rivalry is going to a whole nother level. Um, With Jerome Tang, again, it's big Monday. It's the first time it's been a big Monday game between the two uh, in a long time. It used to always be a big Monday game, um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Number three is K-State Women's Basketball hosting Texas on January 13th. I'll be in Bramlage Coliseum for that one. That's an absolutely massive one. Probably the biggest home game for K-State Women's Basketball in 2023. Or 2024, excuse me. Um, you win that one again. You, you gotta feel like you might be in the driver's seat to win the Big Twelve. Number four, I'm going with Farmageddon at Iowa State again. The snow game sucked. Um, Iowa State again. They they were much better than I thought they were going to be. I think they're going to be pretty decent next year. It's going to be a road game. It's going to be a measuring stick game again. Farmageddon. I love that game. I love that rivalry. Um, So, that's the number four game I'm most looking forward to. Number five is actually playing Arizona at home um, as a non-con game. Again, Arizona ended up being what? They're they're currently in the top 20. Um, I don't know where they're going to be preseason ranked, but they're joining the Big 12 next year. Um, It's going to be played as a non-conference game, but it's our our first taste of any of the mountain schools uh, in, in a while, so... I'm looking forward to that. Again, it's going to be a home non-con game. They might be ranked again. I don't know where it's going to be. But I would imagine under different circumstances, it it would be a game that is big time circled. I Maybe some of the shine comes off since it's a conference game or a conference team being played in the non-con. So it's a little... Uh, Weird, a little novelty, but I'm looking forward to it. So, um, from five to one, the, the five games I'm most looking forward to in 2024 the home non con football game versus Arizona, Farmageddon at Iowa State, K State women's basketball hosting Texas on the 13th in January. Get in there. K State versus KU, Big Monday in Bramlage, and then the Sunflower Showdown in Manhattan. Whew, there we go. All right, so give me your top games. Give me the games you're most looking forward to in 2024. Tweet it at Bosco's Boys, at Scott Wildcat. I want to know what you guys are looking forward to and what what the big games from 2023 were for you. Um, That's all we have. Again, um, this is the final time I'll talk to you guys before Christmas. I I will have a Christmas Day special. I'll chat with you guys on Christmas Day. That'll be a pretty short episode. I mean, probably like 20 minutes or so. but we will have an episode on Christmas Day. Um, but have a good one. So uh, I know for my family, that the big, big Christmas celebrations on Christmas Eve. We do our thing Christmas morning, but then things kind of slow down. So I hope you guys all have a great Christmas Eve. I hope you guys have a great weekend, final weekend before Christmas. Um, so, yeah, and if this is the last show you guys listen to uh, for the year, I know a lot of folks, you know, the, the week between Christmas and New Year, uh, Very slow week for podcasting. So if this is the last time I talk to you before the new year, have a great end of your year. Have a great new year. And I can't wait to see what 2024 has in stock. Uh, It's been a while since I've said this, so so I I will say this. uh, The big day's almost here. And then, heck, any time is a good time to give to causes you care about. Um, I'm never going to ask for um patreon money i'm never going to put stuff behind a paywall but if you've ever thought hey i would pay for a bosco's boys patreon or i would pay for extra content for bosco's boys please take that money and consider giving it giving it to a charitable cause uh, that's near and dear to your heart so for chauncey the best dog in the world for my family and friends the best family and friends in the world for the boneheads you guys are the best the best podcast fans In the world. My name is Scott McFarlane. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Network.